Hello, and welcome to The Root Cellar, where we talk about old school skills in a modern world. I'm Jolene. And I'm Andrea. And here we are for another edition. Yeah. So it's been a couple weeks. Yes, we've had a lot of excitement, so to speak, Mm -hmm. yes, in the last couple of weeks, which has kind of made it difficult to get together and get this done. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. But Mm -hmm. why don't we start off on a little bit more of a fun note and Mm -hmm. uh, tell the listeners what you've been up to this last weekend. Well, I think it was right before prom the last time we got together. So we had prom and that was nice and it was beautiful. And we had some great parents helping out, which I really appreciated. Um, it went very well. Of course, kids complain about the music afterwards, but... <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever been at a dance that I've chaperoned in which they have not complained about the music. Yeah. doesn't matter how good the DJ is. And they even or, picked the music. Yeah, and then they, they complained about it. made a list. Yeah. Whatever. Teenagers. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must be fickle. Um, and then now it's asparagus season. Yes. That's my thing. So from fickle to pickle. Fickle ah. to pickle. Yes, I've been pickling <laughs> asparagus. I spent all day Sunday pickling asparagus. Well, we bought it Saturday afternoon, 80 pounds. I get it $1.25 wow, a pound. Wow, that's a yep. lot of 80 asparagus. pounds, yes. And that turned out to be, last year it ended up being 41 quarts. But then this year I had some really like, big pieces of asparagus and the bigger they are the more you lose because the more of it is that woody stock that you have to break off so um i ended up with 39 quarts and they're all sold in advance you didn't even bring me one i didn't even bring you one well i'm doing more well and you're going to be doing more yes yeah so you can have one we're doing the class next weekend Yes, so if anybody is still interested in signing up to learn how to pickle asparagus, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be next Sunday. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that we originally were going to do the class in a series, which it still is a series, but you can take them individually. Yes, so it just costs $5 more to do it individually versus together. Yeah. Um, But that way, if you can't make it to all three dates, you Mm -hmm. can still Mm -hmm. go to the ones you're interested in or the ones you can. Yeah, Yeah, so we'll do more next weekend. And the funny part about it this time is I don't know if I'm just more skilled than I was (laughs) last year or if my husband is even more of a pain in my butt than I thought he was because (laughs) last year he helped me with 80 pounds, exactly the same amount, 80 pounds of asparagus. Last year it took 12 hours. Oh, my goodness. This year he got called into work and he was going to stay home and help me, but he got called into work and he was gone the whole day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it took 10 hours, so... With three little kids. With three kids, yes. That's with oh my three goodness. breaks, because one for breakfast, one for lunch, and one for... He didn't tell me that all the propane was gone. <laughs> 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 so we ran to the store. I had to bribe my kids by buying them Cheetos to get Healthy, in the car and nice, go to the yes. store. Mommy's trying yes. to make home goods. Yeah. Eat some Cheetos. <laughs> I'm making healthy food for other people. Oh, yes. Eat some Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we had to run out to the gas station, which is a mile down the road, yeah. and get propane filled. Because I do it out. I, I keep the canner outside on a propane yeah. burner so my house doesn't get so hot. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. It reminds me, I better make sure we have propane for next weekend. Oh, I'll bring some. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I just have my little tank I'll bring with me. Yeah. Yeah, and 
my burger and everything. I'm excited for the class yeah. next weekend. It's going to be fun. I've never, you know, I've made pickles, which are horrible, so I don't make them anymore. Um, that's why I'm friends with you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that too. I've already got um, people asking me for, for pickles, pickles too. Yeah. I'll, I'll do hundreds of pounds because I did, I don't know, like 50 pounds this year and they're gone. Yeah. And I'm like, at this point in the year, I'm like, you know what sounds good is a pickle. <laughs> and I have none. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited. I'm going to take the class too. Yeah. Okay. Just I want a my quart of asparagus. Yeah, you'll get your quart. Yeah. And I'll bring all my husband's peppers. He grows peppers. He grows all his peppers and then um and then he dries them and then he grinds them up and makes this pepper powder as he calls it. The pepper powder. And except he was grinding it on Saturday night so that I'd be prepared yeah. to put the pepper powder in the <laughs> super spicy There's ones. Lots of peas here. The yeah. pepper powder goes in the super spicy uh-huh. one. When you're prepared. And yes, when you're when you're prepared for the pepper powder. <laughs> um, so I'm he ground Properly he ground prepared. it up in the in the blender and then it was in there and I needed to wash the blender. So yesterday I poured it. Oh man. I poured it into a jar. I had to leave the room. I was like oh coughing and hacking because it's it was like cayenne pepper powder that was it was bad. Ooh. Yeah. My eyes were watering. It was horrible. Well, good thing the kids didn't come into the kitchen right then. That I would know. <laughs> I know. There were so many times I was like, get out of here. This is hot. I'm going to burn you. They're like running. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. yeah. But, but that was my yesterday. Yeah. And I got it. I'm going to probably do probably two to three more batches of, of that 80 pounds. Wow. I even sold one. I sold. I sold. Um one case before I even left with the asparagus because there was this guy there and he introduced himself and everything and he said that he would love to buy some local pickled asparagus. He's just friends with the guy that sells the asparagus. And he's like, oh, I love some. And I said, well, I'm going to be back here next weekend. And he's like, could I have some that you're making now? Sure, why not? Made a new friend. Now, how long does asparagus have to sit for pickled? Because Um, four to six weeks. Oh, okay. So it's It's not, not it's like regular pickles and it takes a long time. It's not as bad as the other pickles that are that oh. are like four months excuse the children screaming in the background that i told don't yeah. talk <laughs> you <laughs> will be quiet <laughs> just write it down count like my mom says her dad used to do he would count everything <sighs> like he did something he's like i'm counting and they're like for what you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> i do that with the kids at school more yeah i'm starting to write it down 30 yeah. seconds one minute but yeah. that's just for having to stay late after yeah. class oh, yeah. i don't get to actually yeah. You know, do anything to them mm-hmm. that's of sub- substance. <laughs> the only class that that really cares for is the one before <laughs> lunch. And otherwise, the others don't care. I ran into a student at the grocery store on Saturday. And yeah. then she was talking about it in class today. Like, oh, I saw your daughter. Well, Rhiannon was not being a nice kid in the grocery store. She, like, rolled her eyes at this girl, even though she knows her. But <laughs> she was being rude. And then somebody said something about spanking her or hitting her or something and of course i with my sass i said well not in public <laughs> and then some other girl this other girl was like oh, what and i'm like oh i don't really hit my kids very much yeah. i i said i'm more likely to pinch them <laughs> that sounds almost even more mean than, than no it's spanking. just like a warning pinch like like to get their attention i'm not like pinching them like with my nails or anything just a little bit like, gabriel stop i don't know i'm not a pincher Oh, I'm more of a flicker. Yeah, my dad did that. Flick, flick. Yeah. yeah. My dad, what he would do, which was a, so exciting, is if if we were being naughty at the dining room table, is he would take um, 
a knife, like a butter knife, mm-hmm. and flip it over. So he was holding the blade, so the heavy side oh, no. was facing you, and he'd bop you in the head with oh, it. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we had pretty good manners. Good table manners. <laughs> yeah, I don't like do anything, but I'll, in the grocery store particularly, because I'm not going to, like, you have to be careful how you treat your kids, because people, like, give you looks. But yeah. Gabriel will be horrible. And oh, yeah. so sometimes I'll just kind of like pinch him a little bit under the arm to get his attention. Not like really hard or anything, but he screams as though I hit him. <laughs> and then people are looking at me still. So I still don't even. Charlie in stores can be completely horrible or any place in public. Actually, he can be awful because he knows that. Well, even at home, he's awful. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big spanker or yeah. anything like that. And I'm not like a big screamer. And so I, I like to do the more the, the face. I do the face, but then like at home and stuff, I can, I'd be like, okay, fine. You don't want to behave. Oh. You can go to your room or you can go to the timeout corner uh-huh. or, you know, you can't be yeah. with the family if you're going to be yeah, like social this. Isolation. It's like social isolation, but you can't do that. Um, I do the face a lot, the angry mom face, but they don't care. Yeah. But then Caleb is like, oh my gosh, when he's with us. He does the intimidating thing, and his voice is, I'm scared. I'm intimidated. I'm like, whoa, guys, you better stop. Yeah. That's how Justin is, too, when he gets after them. I'm like, can you please say something? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you will not do that in the car. I'm like, it's like, oh, it makes me so- <laughs> I know. It's like your stomach clench up. <laughs> I'm like driving along and like, oh, oh, I should also say about um other thing that happened to us on Saturday. Speaking of being in the car. What? Well, I bought a gallon of bleach and my car was super <sighs> full. The whole trunk was full of 80 pounds of asparagus plus all the groceries that we needed. I had, so I had um on the floorboards in the back seat because we didn't take the van or the pickup for some reason. On the floorboards in the back seat, I set four gallons of vinegar and one gallon of bleach. Well, it knocked over and apparently wasn't sealed all over oh Caleb's goodness. expensive flame retardant coat that he has to have when he does oil-filled work. And the carpet in the car. And my lunchbox. The lunchbox is actually the worst casualty. <laughs> um, the coat is, well, I mean the coat, really, because it's more expensive. But it's like the front and the, we washed it immediately and it's like kind of pinkish in the front. It's not as bad as I imagined it would be, but, um, and what I learned because the next morning I went out to look in the car. I was like, oh, God, please. I thought I was going to have to file an insurance claim for that carpet to get it replaced because it's black. Oh, my gosh. In that car. Um, nothing. Because it's synthetic. Oh, really? Yeah, I looked it up. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean. So you can bleach. Well, your wait, car probably smells me. really clean. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really clean. But it smells <laughs> so it's crumbs clean. all over the floor, but it smells clean. <laughs> but, yeah. it. Um, so, apparently car carpet that's made of plastic does not bleach interesting mm-hmm. good thing it didn't spill on the asparagus that would have been a real shame <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, oh it just sounds gross yeah <laughs> bleached asparagus but yeah so that was nice but anyway huh. so tell us how things have been going over here well, here in the farm the last couple weeks well actually the last few weeks have just been hectic i feel like um since we got back from spring break, we have had no time for like normalcy. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like th- our schedules have just been kind of hectic and crazy for multiple, multiple reasons. Um, so the first week after spring break, we had our 
rummage sale. Right. Which went pretty well, but the weather was awful. And so considering the weather, it went pretty well. Um, And so that was really busy. So that first week we were trying to get ready for that. And then... That feels like a lifetime ago. I know. It was only like three weeks ago. Yeah. And so that was kind of hectic. And then at work, um, you can probably know what this is like. We've been state testing. Mm. Which... So fun. Yeah. It gives you more time in the sense that you're just watching kids take a test, but yet it's boring. And um, in some ways, like time gets away from you. I don't know. Like, I feel like I should have accomplished a lot more while they were state testing than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in social studies, we've been talking about the Westward Movement, which is exciting. That's like one of my favorite units to, to, to learn about. I imagine I would have been on the Oregon Trail if I lived in that time. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I think so too, especially if you're married to Caleb. You guys oh, would have yeah. been like, because oh, he's yeah. always like, let's go do this. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you've been marching across the prairie. Yeah. Um, but then at home, we, besides the flea market, then I went down to Portland for like a weekend. And when I came back, so Charlie hadn't been feeling good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of weird things and the old West, um, Char- Charlie wasn't feeling good. Justin stayed home with him one day. I came back from Portland and he had a rash all over his body. We're like, what the heck? This is weird. He's kind of got a fever, a sore throat, rash. What's going on? So we call the nurse line. We finally hear back, and they're like, well, you should probably take him in because it's kind of weird. Take him in, of course, to the emergency room on a Sunday morning because he always has to get sick on the weekend, you know. Yeah. And the doctor said, oh, he's probably just got some sort of, you know, like some skin rash thing. Something. It's probably not that big of a deal because if he was really sick, he would – not be acting this way because Charlie was acting like he was absolutely fine, like mm-hmm. running around, being his obnoxious self, misbehaving, normal. A little stinker. Okay, yes. my kids do this stuff too. And the doctor is like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. Well, so they decide to run like a strep test and everything just to be sure. And lo and behold, he had strep throat mm-hmm. slash scarlet fever. <laughs> okay, when you told me this originally, because I was going to come over here and then, yeah, there was a photo. And yeah. then I was like, you what? That's, yeah. a, that's not a thing. That's like from 1902. Yeah. What? Yes. I know. Me, when I when I hear the word scarlet fever, I think of I know, you uh, Sister to... Beth in Little Women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> scarlet fever. I know. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to die. You've got scarlet fever. I know. Like I imagine that the person taking care of you has to be wearing a prairie dress and have like a <laughs> yeah. basin full of water <laughs> and a washcloth and like mopping your forehead. Yes. Yeah. They got the scarlet fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought too. And then what they did, and this is where I am so appreciative of living in the modern world. Um, and because of penicillin, they're mm-hmm. like, well, we can give him a shot of penicillin and that'll take care of that. And he Done. just needs to be away from people for a few days to verify that he's not going to, you know, he's not contagious Spread. after he'd been all over the place. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Oh. So, um, they gave him a huge but you shot of have known. Mm, they gave him a, sh- <laughs> a huge shot of shot of penicillin in the leg and I had to stay home with him for two days. Mm-hmm. And but he acted fine, so I was able to get some things done and yeah, it was fine. My kids do that too. They don't act sick when they're sick. Yeah. Which is like, oh good, you have like grit. Yeah. Great. 
like you don't act like a baby about stuff. But yeah. at the same time, like there was a time that Gabriel had a double ear infection and he just happened to go in for something else. And they're like, oh, he has a double ear infection. I'm like, what? And Caleb's like, I told you he was sick. I'm like, he's acting normal. Like, how would you know? Well, that's Charlie too. He's had an yeah. ear infection, same thing like that. Well, no. So the Saturday I was gone in which when I came back and saw the rash, Justin had taken them to Hermiston. Mm. They'd gone to Walmart to go grocery shopping. They'd also gone to the movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they'd been all over the, the yeah. countryside. Um, well, he had scarlet fever and we didn't know. Oh, and then man. when I got home, Justin was like, you know, he's kind of had this rash since this morning, but it seems to have been spreading. Uh-huh. And that's when I took his temperature again and it, it was like 101 it wasn't not ridiculous well that's what scarlet fever does though is it like boils your yeah, brain that's why people have like gone blind from it right isn't that what happens in little house on the prairie she goes blind from it i, I can't remember i think the sister goes blind yeah. but other people like my husband said his grandma's brother or cousin or something i don't know but he his brain was fried oh my and goodness he ended up like in a group home and stuff yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you can get really, because it causes such a high fever, then yeah, then there yeah, are complications I mean. from that. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so that was our our first episode of living back in the 1800s of that week. And then the second episode, um, my husband's father, who's been ill, has been um, sick for the last few years, he passed away. And so Justin was going back and forth visiting him. And so we had scarlet fever and, and, and death all within one week. Uh-huh. So it was it's just been kind of hectic and crazy. Yeah. And then wrapped up into this in school again, we're talking about the Western Movement, the Oregon Trail, and we've been playing the old school oh. Oregon Trail game. Yeah. So we brought that up on the big screen and played together. And there's like this classic games thing online where you can go and find it. We're playing as a class. And it's still like the, all the digital ties. Right. And I'm like, no, guys, like you need to be thinking this way. You should be a farmer. <laughs> like trying to give them <laughs> suggestions. I'm like, trust me, I've played this. Uh, you know? Like, oh, oh, yeah, that was real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to go to my cousin's house just to play that game. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. you have no idea what this was like. You know, this was like a special day. Like when you got to go to the library and play the Oregon Trail game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had been years since I'd actually played it and inter- I, what I thought was interesting is how actually kind of accurate and how much history there's in the game. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And so some of the things they talk about in the game are obviously getting sick, cholera, you know, little yeah. Sally died dysentery. of cholera or dysentery or whatever. And so the same week that Charlie had scarlet fever and my father-in-law passed away, um, we were dying of cholera, uh, the digital world of Oregon Trail, and talking about death during the time of um, the pioneers mm-hmm. and what that looked like kind of in the Victorian era. And so I thought today maybe we could talk a little bit about how so much has changed since mm-hmm. then. And also speaking of death, how we talk about it now compared to then or how we relate to it now. It's very different. Yeah, because there are, I feel like there are so many fewer people born. And so we don't deal with it. What as do you often mean? Uh, because we don't have as many like people don't oh, have relatives like as many many family members. Fam- we yeah. don't have as many relatives, and so and like I feel like in books I read about that time period, it, there's always there's always like people whose 
siblings died in childhood and yeah and that just was a lot more normalized it seems like now a lot of i've had kids at school that have said like teenagers no one close to me has ever died like yeah. they're not they're not there yet because yeah. people live longer yeah so i mean what's the i was just looking up the average age of um i actually looked up oregon trail recently for some reason it came up but the average um, lifespan at that time was like 49 and now it's 79. Yeah. So different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and so much of that was because of childhood death. And so mm. that was one of the things I was talking to the kids uh, about at school is there's this great book about, uh, well, and we actually watched the video of the Donner party two documentary. So it was, uh, it was an interesting week, uh, oh, the week I before to last. The last podcast on the yes. About the Donner party. Yes. Ooh. Well, and in that podcast, they reference an indifferent stars above, which is a mm-hmm. excellent book. And I ended up buying it after listening to the podcast and my daughter Lee and I started reading it together last fall, which is funny to read with a nine year old. Yeah, She's all about it. Yeah. 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 But uh, what's interesting in that book is they list all the different ways that people would die along the trail beyond like cholera and dysentery and all of these things. But, oh, kids would wander off into the tall grass. That got me too like, when I was listening what? to that. Like how does a kid just and wander just off? And can't the... find them. Yeah. Like how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. We think because we're thinking of a now perspective. Yeah. Because it was wide, empty plains. Yeah. With really tall grass apparently. Yes. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, because no one's managing it. Yeah, just just that type of stuff. Or, oh, you know, they died from getting hit in the head with a hailstone or they fell off the wagon and got ran mm-hmm. over. I mean, there was just all these horrible mm-hmm. ways that children died on the trail. And then once they got here, <clears throat> you know, they continued, the death rate in, uh, continued, not as bad actually as back east because there was less of a population, less disease spreading. But um, pioneers didn't have an easy life, especially yeah. children. And I remember in college, I lived in this little house with a roommate and I would go on walks in the afternoon, take my dog for a walk. And there was an old pioneer cemetery down the road and I would go in and just kind of, you know, read the gravestones and all of that. And how many were of children and how many of them were just named baby so-and-so, but mm-hmm. without an actual name, baby died, at, you know, three days old, baby died, one year old, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> And one reason because of that is because childhood death was so common that often families just wouldn't name. Charlie's talking about his cat. Uh, people wouldn't name their children until they were at least a year old because yeah, I've heard that they before. were so common. Um, it was so common for them to die when they before that, when they were infants, which is so sad. Or they would say, you know, um, we're naming them after their father, let's say John, and then that child would die and so when they had another son right. we call it john as well right because so. you didn't have the internet to look up infinite names no and if you wanted them to be named after family members then right. you know that At name would be, yeah and so if you go to any old cemetery now <clears throat> that has um gravestones prior to 1900 you'll see a lot of children mm-hmm. um and i think looking at so I, I did, I found a kind of interesting article from psychology today about how the Victorians viewed death compared to the way we do. And it was so much more common then that it was very open. Like mm. you might spend your Sunday afternoon at the cemetery visiting, you know, and cleaning up the graves and visiting and having huh. a picnic. 
I feel like we're really avoidant of that now. Yes. And that's what the article says is that they kind of obsessed about it in an unhealthy oh. way to the point where it says people would start saving money for their funerals because they wanted to make sure that um, it was done properly because they were so much more about the appearance and like it being oh, done really? proper that they would start saving at an early age um, and that they would start. So like, instead of retirement, you're saving for your funeral. Yeah. Wow. And that um, women often would actually sew their frock that they were going to be buried in and be part of their dowry. Wow. <laughs> so before they're even married, they're already thinking like, oh, well, when I die, I want to make sure that I already have a dress that I like. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, and I suppose too, a lot more death and childbirth. So yeah. that would be a lot more present for you right as you're getting married. Like now yeah. I'm entering something that may cause my death. Yeah. Isn't that like, crazy? Like yeah, weird stuff like that. Um, How they would, which, you know, if you go to Old West or, or museums from the time period, you'll see all the different brooches and the jewelry they used to make hair out of. Mm-hmm. Which has always creeped me out, that idea of making things out of hair. But Don't you have a doll with human hair? Oh, yeah. There's the, we call it the Chucky doll Chucky upstairs doll. in one of the trunks. But we've like, because we live in this old farmhouse, we have all kinds of my husband's family's stuff from the last hundred years, mm-hmm. including his great-grandmother's hair is on an envelope somewhere that we came mm-hmm. across one time. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, her hair from when she was a baby um oh that's interesting yeah and so my kids somewhere but it's like and then do you you keep teeth you mean does the tooth fairy keep the teeth i think so yeah somewhere yes which i'm sure is also kind of another creepy thing to come across one day like a drawer with a like a little pouch full of teeth yeah (laughs) i was just thinking about that because gabriel has two loose teeth yeah yeah, Charlie hasn't lost any yet. He doesn't have any loose ones, but yes. So yes, the teeth are Oops, kept. he was in here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but so just very different. And then there are different rules for mourning. Like um, men usually had to mourn for six months. Okay. Women, two years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real fair. Double standard. Exactly. But, you know, the men needed to have a new wife sooner to help take care of the children. Yeah. Or else how are they going to get fed? Yeah, exactly. So in different things, you know, about wearing black and and what you had to do and uh, lots of um, black crepe all Mm -hmm. over. Uh, So that was kind of interesting. But one thing they did talk about that the Victorians were very good about was talking about death and and being very clear about what they wanted when Mm -hmm. they died. And so it was... There was no question, like, you've got a family member, um, you would know what they wanted mm-hmm. for their funeral. You would want to know, you would already know where they were going to be buried. You would know mm-hmm. what they wanted to wear. It would be very planned out already. Interesting. And it was just kind of like a common practice. Like, huh. Oh, yeah, you would know that. Well, just because after your father-in-law's service on Saturday, in the car after I was asking my husband these questions, because I realized I didn't know. Yeah. And I would have expected he would have wanted to be cremated, but he said no. Interesting, yeah. And uh, for the for the first time ever, he was not sarcastic because yeah. he's always like, "Oh, just throw yeah. me off a r- out in the rivers," you know. He'd yeah. say something goofy, but he was like, "No." But he doesn't know where he wants to be buried. <laughs> was the thing. So I was like, "So then, what do I do?" <laughs> and he's we like, "Donate his body to science." No? I guess <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, "Um, so you want to be buried, but you don't know where? You just want to stay with me for a while, or yeah. what?" <laughs> <laughs> get all psycho on him he also <laughs> tells me that if i ever were to remarry he would haunt me so hmm. 
Lovely. A little possessive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> possessive. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I've known for quite a long time. So for people who don't know me very well, um, my one of my older sisters passed away, died when I was 16, mm-hmm. suddenly, like very unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Right. Since then, my family has been, I don't know, plagued with death, but mm-hmm. we've had quite a few people lost. But again, like you mentioned earlier, we have a large family. And so when you look at it statistically, we're still doing pretty dang good, yes. but there's going to be more death statistically just because we mm-hmm. have a very large family. I have, you know, five sisters and they each have many children. Mm-hmm. And so when you start looking at the numbers, that's just... Right. You know, what's going to happen. But because of that, I think it made my whole family think about what we wanted or what um, making sure that uh, each other knew what we wanted if something were to happen. And I know my husband, his family hasn't had really very many deaths or any at all, um, except expected ones like grandparents Mm -hmm. in their 90s, you know. Um, He doesn't like to talk about it either. It Mm -hmm. weirds him out. Right. makes him uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people are like that. I don't feel that way about it. I feel like, oh, well, it's kind of another event in your life or I guess your death, but um, it's something that will happen to everyone and might as well be prepared. Like, yeah, you know, so one funny thing, and this will be funny, which I've told you about this, but it's still kind of a funny thing. My husband and I share Google Docs for everything. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have like, Google the grocery list. The grocery list, which is, I'm telling you, a brilliant idea. We started this like five years ago. We there are a, apps for that, but that's even just more clear and concise. Yeah, it's just a Google um, doc in which we can feed into the grocery list each of us whenever we want. We can always bring it up on our phone. So no matter who's out shopping uh-huh. or whether we're together or not, we have a constantly being updated yeah. grocery list. So that's kind of, you know, how it's it started. It's a great idea for people who split that task. Yes. <laughs> but for me, I said that to Caleb after you told me about that. And he's like, this kind of gave me a blank. Like, like why? Why why do I care about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Thanks. But we also do it for other things, too. So as you know, the emphasis uh, Friendsgiving right. list in oh, which yeah. Justin created a Google Doc for yeah. our friend's Thanksgiving. That was such a nice Thanksgiving. Anyway. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But I think he was like, why doesn't anybody want to like hey, add to it? I, I did. You did. I got right on there. Yeah. Because I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like super organized. Like for yeah. everything, he sends me these shared Google Docs. Like for every vacation, we right. have one to plan out yeah. what we're doing and to add information right. and links and pictures and this and that. I think it might also work better for you guys because of the nature of your work. Because yeah. you are near computers, computers all the time. That's a computer true. All the time. I mean, I can't even. I will send my husband a text message, and he doesn't see it until yeah. he leaves for the day. Yeah. Because, like yesterday, for example, he's like, "I was. I had a shovel in my hands the whole day." Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah good point. But so for those of you anyway. out there whose uh, spouse and yourself work close with a computer, it's yeah. actually a very handy yeah, thing. Yes. So even though Justin's weirded out by it, this is something I did a few months ago. I created a funeral plans, <laughs> shared oh Google Doc. Okay, so now <laughs> something happened to both of you. I know where to look. Exactly. So here's the thing that's cool. And, and I and I recommended this to people and you don't have to be weird about it. Yeah. But so I started out by just putting all my insurance information so that that mm-hmm. way if something happens, mm-hmm. 
he has access or whoever has access to where all my life insurance, you know, policies are through mm-hmm. so that that way they can find that information quickly. Uh-huh. Also, him and I can both edit the file, but then as we work on it, we'll probably share it maybe with you and then with some family members mm-hmm. where it's just in preview only. Yeah. So you can't edit, but you can see it. So if something were to happen to both of us, yeah. people have access to what we wanted instead of trying to yeah. dig through files or try to find, you uh-huh. know, figure it out. And I haven't gotten much farther than that, but the goal is to have like a fairly okay outline of this yeah. is kind of, you know what I want. This is where I want it's it. You a good know. idea. Yeah, and he knows pretty much what I want. I kind of know what he wants, but again, he's not as comfortable about talking about it. Uh-huh. But I think with his father's passing, I'm hoping that that kind of makes him realize that it's important uh-huh. to let people know what you want because yeah. otherwise, it's kind of a guessing well, game. Yeah, because the the biggest thing for me was because um, this came up a couple years ago or maybe, I don't know, six months ago, whatever, is what happens with your kids? Yeah. Who yeah. takes your kids? And this, I just mentioned this to Caleb again the other day for some reason, but um, we had talked about it a while back, and we said my cousin, and we asked yeah. her, um, because her kids are similar ages, Yeah. and then they would be close to my parents. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, just the other day when I said this to him, I was like, oh, yeah, and my cousin, you know, something happened to take the kids. And he was like, what? Like, he didn't remember at all. He said, oh. I figured the Nelsons would take our kids. <laughs> and I was like, what? I would love to take your kids, but I'm sure <laughs> you would lot. probably want your family to take that's your kids. That's a lot. That, I was like, that's that's a lot of kids. And, <laughs> okay. Um, Charlie would be happy. You better watch out. You better not say yeah. that out loud in front of him. <laughs> like, oh changing the plan on me but he he does this sometimes where he doesn't remember these conversations I don't yeah know. but yeah well but yeah shared well, google doc I, I tell you yeah, see like sure. I'm, I'm taking after you the victorians in this and planning and it. i want it planned mm-hmm. out and people to know i think it's yeah. a good idea so we're going to keep yeah. working on that together mm-hmm. um and then yeah i'll probably share it with you and then mm-hmm. with some family members but why not like yeah i don't know like simple like little things in there do you have like what what would you want to wear in there, or well, I'm going to be cremated, so okay. it won't matter. So it wouldn't matter. Um, yeah, but you know, like but I the information s- for like your insurance and stuff, right? Because yeah. you can take out insurance policies and nobody knows exactly, which is what they want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they but, don't want other people to know. Like I know for let's say if something happened to both Justin and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if people would know to write the ask. To, to ask, ask the right, the right people questions. Yeah. or questions to find those things out, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have different policies mm-hmm. with different policyholders. So this is like an updated version of something that some another person I know whose brother recently passed away, yeah. like two years ago. But his brother had, and he jokingly called it a death book. Yeah. But his brother had a book, a, a binder where he printed off all of his stuff for his insurance, yeah. for his pension, for yeah. his, because he was like retirement age, but he was very sick. Yeah. So he did this intentionally and he was like, wow, that's a really good idea. I should do that too. So that it's something, and if it's printed out in a book like that, it's a physical thing yeah. or that, that you could find in your house if there was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, that's a but good idea. But if you have too. it shared already, then it's like. Yeah. Well, I think starting with the Google Doc, and then that's something we can always like print and have in a physical form as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but like, for instance, there's a, there's a few like songs that I already know that I yeah. would want at like a celebration of right. life. And I always joke between like, do I want a funeral or a celebration of life? Mm-hmm. And we always say like, we'll have it at the same time in two separate rooms. And <laughs> if people come like dressed like solemn and sad, they can, we'll like have an usher that says, you hey, you must be here for the funeral. Uh, yeah. And you usher them towards 
the funeral side yeah. with the f- funeral music. And then if yeah. they come in like flip flops and a, a shorts, then you say, oh, you must be here for the <laughs> celebration of life. You usher them towards that side. Uh, and there's like, you know, like um, uh-huh. uh, wine and cheese and uh-huh. like upbeat music. <laughs> At um, your father-in-law's service this, this uh, weekend. Well, my husband was wearing, I don't know if you noticed, he's wearing a pastel colored polo shirt yeah i figured a polo shirt would be yeah. appropriate enough um it's springtime and then he's like oh my gosh i'm underdressed because there are all these guys in jackets oh, yeah. and i said oh my goodness chuck wore a hawaiian shirt oh he yes dressed up he would appreciate the color yeah no that was absolutely <laughs> fine and yeah. well and gabe your son was dressed like so cute i know charlie's yeah. been looking like a rag muffin because he's outgrowing everything oh i know that. but um yeah so i don't know and i don't know you know, I wouldn't want everybody to show up like in black. I guess I would rather have a more of a celebration because I'm life. a colorful person. Yeah, I'm always in floral prints. Everybody wear floral prints in my service. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> floral prints. Yeah, my mom always says it's not about you; it's about the people that are alive because you're already dead, which is true. Yeah, well, I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> which is true. But at the same time, like yeah. I would hope that whatever service I have is a representation. Yeah. Of who I was yeah. and who I am. Um, so anyway, I uh, I obviously don't want this to be like a depressing podcast, no. but I don't think it has to be. I guess that's the thing. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't really matter if you believe that you're going to heaven or not or in an afterlife. Regardless, yeah. I don't think it has to be a depressing, sad yeah. topic. And I don't know why our culture has made it such a taboo weird topic yeah and I don't, I don't think there's that many people that are like i want everyone to be miserable when i die yeah no they like want you to go on in their memory yeah like, so like, but it has it's become such a strange kind of a weird topic that people and that was another thing that they um, talked about in that article was that back then it was extremely rude and would have been perceived as just strange to push somebody like, Oh, well you need to move on now. Um, Oh, you know, it'll get better. And kind of pushing in our culture. We're mm -hmm. so used to this kind of fast paced, get over everything that Mm -hmm. people are often pressured to like, just move on. There's something that I saw on Facebook yesterday. I don't know if you saw this thing I shared. It was about toxic positivity. I saw that too. Yes. And I thought about that. Yes. Yeah, it's like the same thing. It's like, oh, it's fine. Oh, you'll be fine. I hate it when people say stuff like that. Or just get over it. No. Why don't you say something meaningful? Yeah. Like, like I understand what you're going through. How can I help you? Would be a lot better. I try to say stuff like that. It's also um, like, well, when I posted it, I said, this goes with my commitment never to give meaningless compliments. Yeah. I hate that. Like, oh, you look so nice. Thanks. I don't say stuff like that. I say really specific things like that is a really nice color on you. Yeah. Because I don't, because when people say, I I think people mean well when they say like, like, Oh, you look good today. They mean well, obviously they're trying to be nice. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's that in some cases that it's um, like, like they're just trying to say something. They're just filling the The space. space. They're just, they're just like, like knocking it off their list. Oh, I should compliment this many people today. Yeah. Like I don't I don't like that. I feel like it sometimes feels fake and I'm really sensitive yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, so I try to give specific compliments. It's like how I always joke that I um that I don't 
tell people their babies are cute because they all look like potatoes <laughs> when they're born. <laughs> Except for mine, mine were cute. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I mean, I'll say thing like specific things like, yeah. wow, he's going to look like his dad. Or, yeah. or like, oh, her eyes are so blue. Yeah. Yeah, I say the specific stuff because also because I'm a terrible liar <laughs> <laughs> and it would be on my face. I'd be like, oh, your baby is so cute. <laughs> Great. Which I mean, it, there doesn't mean they're not going to be a cute kid, but but yeah, when they, when most they just babies come are out, not they cute. They look like potatoes yeah. or aliens. Or alien both. babies. Yes. Alien my babies. my children look like aliens. I know. I look like an alien. So of course they do. <laughs> I don't think you look you know. like an alien. <laughs> well, they, I looked. I said I oh, looked wait. like it. But thanks a lot for. <laughs> oh, I, thought you meant, I, was like, <laughs> I said I looked like, like an alien as a child. Yes, oh, I did. No. I was like this scrawny, oh. long, oh, weird-looking baby. No, I had a. My mom just gave me this box of pictures. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, there was a... My awkward phase was like <laughs> 20 years, <laughs> I think. I feel like I, like I feel okay about myself now, but from about six on, it was like, <laughs> ooh, a little rough. <laughs> Maybe 15 years, I guess. I think everybody feels like okay. that. It's like, what, what are you doing with my hair, mom? <laughs> And then when she stopped doing it, then what was the excuse, <laughs> right? The, excuse. <laughs> the 90s? She was, like, she was literally like, cause she, I looked at her and I was like, wow, my bangs. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's a bowl. She literally gave me a bowl Oh, she cut did. Oh, are you kidding? My bangs. Oh. Yeah, and there was another instance with tape. She taped them to my forehead and then cut under the tape. I remember this happening and like, yeah. Oh. And they were all like crooked, but whatever. Oh, well, you survived it. I'm fine. It's hair. No more bangs. I don't think I've ever seen you with bangs. I had swoopy bangs. Oh, I guess that's true. You yeah, did. When I first moved out here. I'm thinking about cutting and having bangs again. Ooh. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like I saw off. some pictures a couple of years ago when I had bangs again. And I'm like, oh, I, li- I like how the way I look in those pictures. I Maybe just I should cut my hair off. Make you my keep some in a locket? <laughs> <laughs> a little envelope in a hidden closet for someone 100 years from now to find. Who's Jolene? That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jolene uh, <laughs> I have plenty You could actually make another doll I mean, <laughs> It's kind of a nice color I mean. <laughs> So maybe um, Keep some things from the Victorian era And let yeah, some things go Like I, I really don't want to make hair art oh. Out of your hair Thanks. Or okay, I'll ask my husband. He's artistic. Maybe he wants it. to. Because so he's creepy. the one that keeps my hair this long. Maybe I'll be like, oh, if you want my hair this long, why don't you just keep it? Here, have it. Well, you know, they used to have those little containers on their like dressing mm-hmm. tables mm-hmm. so that when they were brushing their hair and the hair came out, they would collect. There were hair collecting containers, oh. like these little jar bowl things. Oh. And then that way they would collect their hair so that they could then use it to make hair art. So somebody... Uh made uh-huh. these vessels that were meant to collect hair for hair art. That's somebody's job. <laughs> yes. What make, do you do? I make the hair boxes. Yeah. I work at a factory that makes, you know, hair boxes. Hair probably bo- like hair boxes. dyed with arsenic so they're like glowing green by the yes. end of it. Yeah. Probably. And they're, and they're mutating and their fingers are falling off. Yeah. Well, okay, no. That's getting a little bit too but far. But that's what happened in places where they use like the arsenic lace. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant yeah. the people putting their hair in the boxes. Oh, you mean the hair no, box the people makers. Who at the, yeah, people who oh, worked yes, at, yes. at like, factories where they dyed arsenic lace. Yeah. Or they made the little roses. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Yuck. That's yeah. like in the book, The Jungle, with the, the grandfather works mm-hmm. in the pickling room. Speaking of pickles, think about that. He walked in pickling juices all day. Uh, His feet like got all nasty and uh, pickly. And, ugh. Anyway, if people haven't read that book, read it. Um, I don't touch the pickling brine. I mean, it's just 
it's vinegar and water. I just. Well, I mean, it. you can pickle people. I mean, you know, people used to pickle heads <laughs> and things. You to can pickle them. people. Oh, that's not <laughs> good. The next class at Black Acre Farm, <laughs> people pickling. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of mustard seeds and yeah. coriander. <laughs> well, if we haven't... We'll do that one in <laughs> August. <laughs> it's so hot. When, uh, if we haven't scared our listeners off completely at this point... <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, who are we? <laughs> By our strange morbidity. Um, yeah, keep listening. Next week we might do some, some... Well, not live, but kind of live. I might be doing some recording while you're doing your yeah. asparagus class and kind of get this, the lowdown as you're mm-hmm. teaching the class and kind of seeing how that's going. Um, also, if you have any questions ever or would like us to look into something, a topic more... Um, more, more What's the word? In depth. More in-depth. Thank you. Um, please don't hesitate to go ahead and find us on our website and or Facebook and shoot us a couple questions or comments. That would be excellent. Um, Also, just so you know, I did complete my master gardener course. So once my volunteer hours are over, I will officially be a master, an Oregon master gardener. And so you might even be able to shoot me some questions about uh, gardening. I may not be able to answer them, but I will find them out for you. So anyhow, Thank you for listening to another episode of The Root Cellar. And uh, tune in next week for some more adventures and pickling. No people. (laughs) No No, people. No people pickling. On that note, (laughs) bye. Bye.